What the fuck do you do with your life? You don't watch movies every week? You are now listening to the Inner Circle Podcast Network. That's just what it is. We love the Inner Circle, Inner Circle, Inner Circle. We're all about the Inner Circle, Inner Circle, Inner Circle. What's good? Get them titties out. Get them kitties out. Get them cooters out. Get them pooters out. Yeah. Because shit happens when you party naked. Happens when you party naked. Get them titties out. Get them kitties out. Get them cooters out. Get them pooters out. Oh, oh. Shit happens when you party naked. What up, motherfuckers? Welcome to Shit Happens When You Party Naked. I am your host, the creator, the Fuhrer of this bitch, Jason motherfucking Almy. What's good? Uh, King, Lord Shit, Fuck Mountain, it is official, Facebook. And um, tonight, I got a guest with me. I got a special guest. He and I have been talking about doing this podcast for uh several weeks now ever since uh one mr chadwick bozeman passed away left a gaping hole in our hearts and we we needed to talk about it we needed to like have it out so that we could feel better about life and where we stand and how tender and fragile the whole thing is it could be gone tomorrow people you never know right we're here right now we out here let's enjoy it while we can um i am talking about my guest today, who's going to join me for discussion, we're going to talk all about celebrity deaths of 2020. You know, we're, we've got a, f- a couple months left in the year. Like, let's hope we're done mostly with the fucked up celebrity deaths for the year, but we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the celebrity deaths of 2020 that hit different. So think about maybe which celebrity deaths affected you so that you can call us or chime in in the chat. And, uh, we're going to be discussing, we'll, maybe we'll even harken back to previous years, like just which ones just fucking floored us, you know? We're going to talk about all that crazy shit. Uh, so I am joined tonight for this conversation, for this serious topic and serious discussion, all right? No one's cracking any jokes tonight. I am joined by the man who is on a one-man mission to unite our culture through diversity. He is none other than the host of the Delvin Cox Experience, Pimp Juice himself, Mr. Delvin Cox. What's good, buddy? How What's you doing? What's going on, brother? Hey, man. I'm doing good, man. Dude, I'm we really out good. here. We're, we're, I always thought it was kind of cheesy when I'd ask somebody how they're doing, and they'd be like, I'm on the right side of the dirt. I'm like, well, I wouldn't be talking <laughs> to you of you. If you were dead, That's I don't weird. think we'd be having this conversation unless it's Halloween night and I got a Ouija board out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not... I'm not trying to contact the That's always the a dead. weird thing. Like, yeah, uh. that's I that to me that's like a very low bar. It's like, hey, I'm alive. All right. I mean, I, I asked you how you're doing. I can see that you're alive. Like you're standing upright. You're blinking. 
Uh, your, your mouth is moving. Presumably, you're not like a robot or a machine. I'm presuming you're, you're alive. But that's a low bar where it's like, yeah, life must be okay. I mean, like, I woke up this morning. You know, I'm breathing. Alive is the bare minimum. <laughs> like, you're yeah. like, alive, okay. Well, yeah. That's not hard, dude. I feel that way. I feel like you're just you're just barely breaking even if you're alive. Like, you ought to be like, I don't know, you ought to be striving for more than that, at least in my opinion. Try to work out a blowjob or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, at least a blowjob. Something yeah. to bring your day up, your spirits up. Something that's going to make you in the mood. Something to make you feel alive, goddamn. You know? Yeah. What's the point? Yeah, being on, yeah. What's the point in being on the right side of the earth if you're not doing the things that are going to make you feel alive, such as trying to coerce your wife into a blowjob? I mean, am I right or am I right? That's what I it agree. is. I yeah. agree. So, um, I appreciate you joining us. I, you know, I had meant for us to have this conversation weeks ago actually and then just you know life being as i am i'm not trying to rub it in that i'm alive and that 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 life keeps me busy <laughs> we're all busy you know it's just the way it goes um certainly not i'm not trying to be a prick about the whole like i'm on the right side of the grass type of thing but you know things were busy and it might have been for the best anyway because we just recently just uh, as we record this last week lost another one of the greats man um eddie van halen passed it's crazy to think about how like we held this off in more mm-hmm. depths game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not like we had, not like we intentionally did that. Like no. we didn't say, let's wait to see who else kicks the bucket. Yeah. I mean, like I'm, else can get in. no, you know, I don't want to be a total dick in the first minutes of the show, but you know, I might've thought, well, having this conversation in September, we got like a whole nother quarter left. I mean, we could lose some people, <laughs> you know, like maybe we should hold this off to like new year's Eve and let's really, Let's make sure that anybody's trying to get it in gets it in. I don't want to be too macabre. And obviously, as a Buddhist, I don't wish death on nobody, you know? Like, of course. Like Biggie said, I don't wish death on nobody. Obviously, no coming yeah. back from that. Unless you got a Ouija board on Halloween night. But yeah, I think maybe this topic is appropriate for uh, October. You know, we're, we're in like the spooky month now. And, um, you know, the decorations are out. Obviously, all the shit's out at the stores and stuff. It's like... Uh, Frankenberry everywhere. Every time I go to Target, it's like buy a box of Booberry. And I'm like, dude, that cereal is not even good. Like I remember being a kid and that cereal was good. And as an adult, it's wildly disappointing when I eat that monster cereal. I don't know if it's just like they changed a formula in the last 30 years. But when I was a kid, I was like, fuck, mom, I will suck your dick for some of that cereal. Get me some motherfucking Frankenberry, that blue shit. Did I you think in- it's the same cereal they were selling since the 90s, like the early 90s. They just yeah. never got rid of the supply. They're like, I oh, just put that <laughs> shit back out there. Yeah. Like, These kids are fucking retarded. Just feed, <laughs> feed them the sawdust. They'll never know yeah. the difference. Throw some fucking marshmallow, blue marshmallows in that shit. They'll never know the difference. Turns their milk blue, and them retards are just going to lap that shit up. They're going to have no idea. Shit is made yeah, out of straight up asbestos. <laughs> fucking blueberry flavored asbestos. Here you go, you dumb shits. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's oddly appropriate for us to have this conversation that's like celebrities passing away and like 2020 has been a fucking year though. I feel like, I don't know, just looking over the list before we began the show, I was like, holy shit, I forgot about Kelly Preston. Holy shit. I forgot about Regis Philbin. These are like big names. These are people that my grandma would recognize. If I say, Hey, you know who Regis Philbin is? My 92 year old grandma would be like, hell yeah, motherfucker. I was watching Regis Philbin before you were born. Your mama was sucking on my tit. I was watching Regis Philbin. Funny. You should mention that because I sent you a list. Did you just DM? 
Oh shit! Okay, not the only tech, but I'm gonna just name some of the the names that died passed away this year. Yeah, absolutely. Just to give people an idea: Eddie Van Halen, <sighs> Chadwick Boseman, oh. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, yeah, Diana Riggs, Clifford Robinson, the NBA basketball player, mm. Regis Philbin, John Lewis. Let's get some more. Yeah. Naya Rivera. Okay, let's see. There's a lot of there's a lot of names here. Stevie Lee. I don't know if you know who he is. Oh, Stevie Lee. Who's Stevie Lee? Little person who was an actor. He's a famous little person actor. Okay. Like a wrestler, too. Is it if you see oh, fish, you I know. see him? Yeah, Stevie Lee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actor and wrestler. I like to know who he wrestled. He looked like he's about three feet tall. Like, who is he wrestling <laughs> with? He's not wrestling normal sized people, right? He's got to wrestle yeah. little people. It's probably like um, the indie wrestlers. Yeah. Like, you know, indie, indie wrestling shows yeah. kind of have a whole bunch of weird stuff happening. How do we feel? Wilfred Brimley, also. Oh, fuck. Diabetes. Di- as a type one diabetic myself, when, when Diabetes Guy died, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, is the Grim Reaper yeah. looking at me now? Am I next in the diabetic line? Don't fucking look at me, Grim Reaper. I was hoping that Grim yeah. Reaper would stay focused on Wilford Brimley being an old-ass diabetic, and now it's like, which one of us is fucking next? Which diabetic are you looking at now, Grim Reaper? Yeah, that's a, that was a wild one. Uh, Peter Green from Fleetwood Mac. John Saxton from End of the Dragon. Holy oh, shit. Crap, oh, John Saxton. Dude, he was like the yes. kind of uptight dude from Men of the Dragon. He was like the older guy, but he was like, hey, I'm not really here at this island to do anything other than slang dick. Like, I know it's, yeah, yeah, yeah we're here for a karate tournament, but, but I'm really more interested in drinking the liquor and and like macking on all the girls in the in the stable, right? He didn't want to fuck around yes. with Bruce he Lee was, was like, one, I don't know, I'm not even here for the pussy. And he's all like, well, I'll take what you don't. So just <laughs> pass yours yeah, he down was the over white here. Guy. Who was there, but kind of wasn't there. It was, yeah. End of the Dragon was a dope movie. I love End of the Dragon. Look at John Saxon, man. There's his face. I'm looking at the list that you sent me. Mm-hmm. Holy shnikes. Jerry Stiller. Oh, yeah. Wild. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Seinfeld fan, you know Jerry Stiller. Ben Stiller's Here's father. Here's a big one. Here's a big one. Little Richard. Fuck oh. Little Richard died this year. Little Richard. That's insane to think about. Yeah. 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 Little Richard. I loved Little Richard's... I like his whole story. I like how he was just so open and flamboyant, but then later on in life, I guess he found Jesus or something. And one of the epic quotes I remember from him was like, uh, wasn't it like, I thought God made Adam and Steve. Like, (laughs) (laughs) It was something like that, yeah. Thank you, little Richard, for that particular line. Like, that was just, it's good. And here's one I know is going to touch both of us because we're both big fans of this movie. Max Van now from oh, Flash Gordon. Yeah. The Merciless. Yeah. 90 years that old. That movie. March 8th. Okay. That movie was such an important part of my childhood. Like, I remember watching that on cable. Like, every week you used to come on some random ass channel at some random ass 2 p.m. Sunday yeah. afternoon. And I loved that Flash Gordon movie. I didn't yeah. know that it was a flop yeah. until years later. Dude, uh, that's one of the things about being a kid, too, is like you watch these movies on TV. I feel bad for kids nowadays, not to digress too much. I feel bad for kids nowadays because all of the entertainment is on demand. You can just, yeah. like, you got, I got Disney Plus and I got 
ESPN Plus and I got Hulu and I got Netflix and I got Amazon Prime and whatever is not already up there I can like rent through Apple TV for like $3.99 so like everything is just like whenever you want it you can watch it and I guess that's nice because it's convenience too but like you, what you just said a second ago like brought me back to like 1988 when you just like you ain't got shit to do because you're too young you don't have I mean it's Saturday it's Sunday your parents are like, fuck off. Like, I don't want, you know, just go do something, play with your Legos or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, get, I got important shit. I'm up here drinking and trying to figure out how I'm going to pay the bills. Okay. And trying desperately not to beat you and your brothers savagely, mercilessly tonight. So just you go downstairs, try to hide from me, play Nintendo, avoid the beating. And we would like Nintendo, but then like whatever was on TV, because you get bored of your Nintendo games. You're like, all right, I can't play Mortal Kombat for the 400th time. So. You just turn on the TV and just like whatever was on. And if it was Flash Gordon, if it was Big Trouble in Little China, I mean, we have weird obsessions now because the television forced us to watch certain things because that was the only cho- that was the only choice you had. You didn't have any streaming services where you could rent whatever movie you want. It's crazy these days. Yeah, and the, the, one of the best things about back then was there was nothing to tell you a movie wasn't good or not. So you had to see yeah. it for yourself to learn whether the movie was good or not. Like, yeah. I'll give you a perfect example. They Live. Oh, I love They Live. That's a great movie. They Live movie. is an awesome movie. I liked it. They, they had like a 20-minute fight scene in the alley, him and his buddy. Yeah. And they're like fucking duking it out for 20 minutes just to get him to put the fucking glasses on. As soon as he puts the glasses on, he's like, oh, shit, you're right. All right, we're, we're friends again. <laughs> Shake hands. Like, we got to <laughs> defeat these evil aliens together. It was just so, and it went on and on. I just remember the first time seeing that. I'm like, are these guys still fighting? Like, I got up and pissed. Like, I went and got a fresh root beer. Like, I went and pooped. I don't what. I don't even know what's, I went and covered up the sandbox. These guys are still fighting? Like, it was pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah, and we don't, we kind of don't have that now. Yeah. Because Every movie that comes out, they tell you whether it's IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes, whatever. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, they tell you, okay, this movie sucks. Don't go see this. So a lot of times we don't go see it. Yeah, and we miss out on cult classics like They Live and yeah, movies like that that are just excellent movies that were maybe ahead of their time. Yeah, and 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 like not, it doesn't have to be a big mainstream. You know, like today's films is like um, it's fifteen bucks for me and my wife to go see a movie each for the tickets. So it's like a thirteen, twelve or thirteen dollar movie ticket. Plus, you got to pay that convenience fee to do the like the Fandango. But like, really, am I going to show up at the movie theater like a day in advance to buy tickets? Like, you you got to buy the tickets because it's going to sell out, or you're going to get stuck with really shitty seats. So you got to buy the thing online in order to like choose your seats the day before, the morning of, or something. So then you got to pay the four dollar convenience fee on top of the 12 bucks each or 13 bucks each a ticket by the time you're done with the convenience fee and the two tickets you've paid 30 bucks to get you and your lady into the movies and that's before you buy a diet coke or a popcorn or or whatever you want your girl wants uh, french fries and chicken fingers and a hot dog and you're all like where the fuck are you gonna put all that i don't know and uh, if you have the hot dog now, then like butt sex might be out of the question in three hours. I don't know. That's yes. like that's like a roller dog. That's cheap. Like that's Sitco shit. That's like Irving. That's Circle K. Like I don't even know. Like I'm pretty sure you're gonna get cancer from eating that. But regardless of all my cancer concerns, it's still like it's thirty bucks plus. You're gonna spend at least another ten dollars on concessions. So it's like forty bucks to fifty bucks just to for like you and a lady to go out to see a movie and. Like back in the day, it was much cheaper to go see a movie. So you could 
you could take a risk on something like they live nowadays you know it's going to be 50 bucks so you're going to see fewer films because it's who's got 50 bucks to blow i would go see a movie every single week if it was up to me if i if it was up to me I would go see a movie every single week because I love seeing movies in the theater. I always have since I was a kid, and it brings me back. But 50 bucks, I'll go see the big Avengers films. I'll go see, you know, like a Black Panther movie. I'm in. I'm down. I'm buying tickets, like, as soon as I can. But for these smaller films, I'm, I'm, I'm not willing to take the chance if I haven't heard of the actors or the director or they're not coming off another movie that was hot. Like, you know, it's it's like, ah, do I want to take the chance? I mean, I can rent the thing from Redbox for $2. You know, like, mm, that's like a $48 difference. I don't, my, my asshole clenches up. My, my butthole goes, <laughs> and I'm like, well, let's just rent it off Redbox, baby. So, you know, before COVID ravaged our lives, I used to go to the movies almost every week with my son. I love it. I mean, and you got, your kids are old enough that like, I, 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 I'm like marking the days on a calendar that I can take Evelyn to a movie with me and that she's like old enough to sit there and watch the thing. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm desperate for a movie buddy. No. Yeah, I agree. It's it's cool because my son's at that age where he has opinions about movies. Yeah. And it's gotten to that point where it's like certain things he likes and certain things he doesn't like. Like yeah. I give you a perfect example. We had this conversation last week over Twitter with people. He hates Rogue One. He fucking hates Rogue One. And he hates The Last Jedi too. But he really hates Rogue One. He like he likes The Last Jedi more than he likes Rogue One. So and I was shocked by that. Yeah, like how how badly did you beat him? Did you take it easy on him or would you, were you pretty like, <laughs> I mean, did I you, put it like, did you make a closed fist and like, you know, like go for the face or did you just go for the body or he almost was put up for adoption? I, I'm <laughs> telling like, you, fuck, yeah. fuck it. You have to go. That's <laughs> like, this is insane. That was the next question I was going to ask you is like, once they get old enough to start voicing opinions, it's like, you better say something I like kid. Cause like you start talking <laughs> shit about it, like the minute I sit her down to watch Big Trouble in Little China and the movie, like the credits roll, and she just looks at me and she's like, Dad, that movie was shit. And I'm like, whoosh, you know, like my backhand flies before I even know what's happening. And I got the police are on their way. You know what I mean? Like it's just, please just have the right opinion. Don't say shit about Big Trouble in Little China, at least, you know? I will say this I have been fortunate for the most part that most of the movies I've shown my kids. They actually enjoy a lot. Like I've Good. shown them Gremlins. Oh, yeah. I've shown them yes. Big Trouble in Little China. Yes. They like them. I've shown them the original Ninja Turtles movie from '87. Ah. <laughs> they like that a lot. Yeah. They liked it better than the newer version. Yeah, I haven't seen the newer. There's been plenty version. of movies I should. Newer version is horrible. Oh, oh that Michael terrible. Bay one's awful. It looked. Terrible. It's really bad. Yeah, I'm not down for that. I'm not down for my childhood memories being molested like that, like sexually, like aggressively sexually molesting my childhood memories. Like Michael Bay gets his penis out and he's like, ah, I don't, I don't, I don't want any part of that. Yeah. Don't do that to my, don't do that to my childhood memories. It's disgusting. So, um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that is one big thing about like the, movies these days is like we used to get subjected to some shit because we didn't have any other choice and it was just what was on tbs today that's what you're watching i loved it yeah and that's how you i mean i would not i don't know how many people like know max von sidow you know what i mean like how many people like he's a recognizable like when you see his face you're like oh shit okay i know that guy i've seen him in a few movies but even still it's like well was he the bad guy in this what was he in was he in 
was he in the Hobbit? Was he in? Was he fucking the, smog or which one was he? But like for you to actually be able to say like I remember him from a kid watching Flash Gordon, that's actually kind of impressive, and it says something yeah. about what we're here to talk about tonight. Yeah, I think this this topic is fascinating to me. It's always been fascinating to me because yeah. celebrity deaths in general have different yeah. effects on different people based yeah. on how close they were to the celebrity. So you'll see a death like Kobe Bryant and yeah. there'll be a certain group of people who are just devastated and torn by it. Yeah. Then you'll have another sort, sort of people like, why the fuck do y'all care? And that's what always been so fascinating about celebrity deaths to me because yeah. there's been very few that touched the world, but when they touched the world, it's like, yeah. shit, man, that was, that's rough. Like, I feel like Michael Jackson was that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, was- I was going to ask you, I guess, to just to kick things off in this discussion as an early question for you, like, what is not just 2020, but we, we can back this up to your whole lifetime of like, since you are have been old enough to remember, what was like the celebrity death that was just like, you just, I mean, it was just like a lightning bolt or just like, oh, like, what was the one that just like blew your fucking mind? I have two, like, that come to mind. Well, Besides Chadwick Boseman, that affected me this year a lot. But two that come to mind, I think that were happen in very formative moments in my life. Mm. The first one is Tupac Shakur. Oh. Because I was in high school. Yeah. It was so unexpected. And I was, I feel like I was driving home from, I was like, I want to say I was 16. I was driving home from a club or a party or something like that. Yeah. And I was listening to the radio. And then it came on. And I've never yeah. in my life experienced anything like this in terms of like, hey, we're stopping the radio to tell you somebody important has died. Yeah. Yeah. And like we're I interrupt hearing this. it on the radio. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hearing that, hey, we have some shocking news. Yeah. Rapper Tupac Shakur has just passed away. Now he got like, shot. What? And then, of course, he like wasn't he was in the hospital for several days in like very critical condition before he passed. Right. If yes. I'm remembering correctly, I think he was shot. And I always remembered him because that was right by my birthday. I think he was shot on like September the 5th or something. And so like that was yeah. the huge news that weekend. Like my birthday is September 7th. So it was like, holy shit. Like that was a big one. I remember that because I was a few years younger than you in 95. I want to say I was like, I might have been like eighth grade. I wasn't quite high school, but it was like, yeah. that's what all the cool kids were listening to anyway, right? Like, I mean- so you're at an age where like you're starting to get into your own shit and you're starting to get a little bit of like freedom and independence. And then like, what do you listen to? Like you listen to shit. And I think this is true of every generation. You like listen to shit. That's like almost like a counterculture or it's a little bit rebellious. It has that like rebellious, like fuck everybody suck my dick thug life shit to it and then like at yes. that time in the early 90s to mid 90s until he died that was like that was one of the guys that you turned to for that type of music like to to have that like fuck my parents i'm listening to tupac it's gonna piss my yeah. mom off and in miami tupac was kind of like people in miami loved tupac's music so yeah i remember just going outside and hearing cars and houses play Tupac music yeah. all day long. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that. It was, it was sad. It was shocking. It felt like 
when it happened, it felt like Tupac was from Miami at that point in time because you heard it so much. People was blasting, I ain't mad at you, yeah. and classic Tupac songs and stuff. And it was just surreal because he was so young. I think he was like yeah. 24 or something like yeah. that, which is insane to think about. And you think about like how long, how long was his celebrity, you think? I mean, he probably started gaining some notoriety, put out some music, late 80s early 90s before he i mean it was he was doing like backup dancing for digital underground digital underground and then that had to be what 88 89 i mean digital underground wasn't that early into the 80s yeah Yeah, it was like it was like 90 89 90 stuff like that it was his first song he was on was um same song i think that came out of 92 yeah. That was Digital Underground. That was the first actual song he rapped on. Yeah. Let me see if I can find the actual date it came out. But, and that's where it, people kind of started noticing, like, hey, this yeah. guy can actually rap. So, like, from the early 90s, 91, 92, to 95 when he died, you're talking about just a couple of years. But it seemed like he produced such a body of work. I mean, he went from nobody had heard of Tupac. It's like 1990, you know, like the, the ball drops in the times square and all the confetti goes, you're like, yeah, it's the nineties and no one's heard of Tupac. But then a mere five years later, everybody like the world is mourning and he's, he's been, he made movies. He's released albums. He even had albums that were ready to be released posthumously and shit. It was just, it was insane how he went from like, nobody's really heard of Tupac to like, holy shit, Tupac. And it really, it felt, when I was younger, it felt like this epic of time. But it really, looking back on it, you're like, three, four years, you know, it really wasn't that long. Like, three years today is nothing. Yeah, and to those who didn't know, same song came out in 1991. Okay. So So that is not a long time at all. Yeah, from 91 to 95, he makes several films, uh, Poetic Justice, Juice among them. Uh, along with uh, two or three others, he does several albums. He's got beef. He's in and out of jail. I mean, he's like, I, he's this huge figure by the time he dies. And like you said, he had to be what twenty five ish, you know? Yeah, young. So that Super was young. that was that was one of the ones. Like that was one of the early ones where I was like, whoa, you know? Like, I mean, I don't know. I, part of me also wants to be like. You're surprised that the gangster rapper guy died? You're surprised that the the man with the AK-47 tattooed on his <laughs> midsection passed away, uh, unfortunately, that he was shot. But it, it is still kind of shocking, right? Because it's like... I, I'm going to tell you why it was shocking to me. Because up until this point, people kind of looked at rap like wrestling. Mm. Like, you know, CB4, for example, made fun yeah. of how rap is and most rappers are not really who they, the life they yeah. live and stuff like that so yeah. you didn't really expect anybody that was to a great movie fantastic that movie. was a great movie i'm i'm so lucky i had black friends when i was that age too you know what i mean <laughs> i went over to one of my yeah. friends i went over to one of my friends house from playing sega genesis like mortal Kombat and shit he's like oh man i get this hilarious movie let's pop that shit in and we proceeded to watch cb40 and i was like oh shit it's fantastic yeah that's a great so movie we didn't we didn't ever really think about it like actually fucking happening like rappers actually getting killed yeah. stuff. so when you see it like whoa this is not supposed to happen these lyrics are not supposed to be real <laughs> like yeah. wrestling you don't think wrestlers are going to be killed by each other no yeah you think they're friends they're probably drinking beers uh hanging out together afterward they just pretend to hate each other 
But then some real shit happens. Like the they was it the Undertaker? Didn't they drop him from a roof or some shit like that? Of uh, who was that? He was like supposed to come down, and he like a broke or whatever. Oh, he got Owen Hart. Okay, he was dressed Owen up Hart. as some shit though, right? I mean, he had like yeah, the, as the blue blazer. Okay. I don't keep up I with wrestling. Definitely. I'm sorry for all my yeah. wrestling fans that listen to Shit Happens When You Party Naked. I apologize. I'm very sorry. Hulk Hogan is like the only one I know also. I will say this, and you appreciate this, Jason. There's a TV show that's called, I think it's called Dark Side of the Ring. About like the dark, darker moments in pro wrestling, like real stories and stuff. Yeah. It is fantastic. You have to watch that's it. That's interesting. There's, a, there's an episode about Owen Hart. That t- tells what happened there. Yeah. And there's one episode I particularly want you to watch. It's about a wrestler named New Jack. New Jack. Okay. He's a black wrestler. And he is fucking insane. <laughs> like. I like fucking like, insane. Like he is cr- crazy. And Look some of the stories that he tells. I love insane. Yes. Some of the stories that he tells that are real. Like there's one where I'll just tell you a little bit. Put it in the yeah. story. Is this wrestler, like he wrestled for a company called ECW, right? Okay, I think so, I've heard of ECW. Okay, so this kid, this big kid, he was like six foot two, but he's sixteen years old. He wanted to become a pro wrestler. He was named Mass Transit. That was his wrestling name. Mass Transit. So okay. he went. So he like went to ECW. Hey, I want to try out. I want to do a match and stuff like that. So they said, okay, we'll give you a, a tag team match with New Jack. So he goes to New Jack. And he started saying, hey, New Jack, we're in my hometown and stuff. I want to I kind of get a little bit of moves off on you and stuff. But, you know, I want to also bleed because it's a wrestling match. I want to make it look good. Go to the home. She's like, okay, I, don't worry about it. I'll make you bleed. It's no problem. I'll make you look good. Now, no, no, nobody knows this kid is 16 years old. They think he's an adult. Okay. The, the match starts. They're fighting and stuff. New Jack proceeds to take a blade. And starts stabbing him in the head. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> this kid is bleeding everywhere. Yeah. Literally dying in the ring. His father's outside in the ring screaming, please stop. He's 16 years old. Oh, shit. And this guy is fucking bleeding. He had to take the kid to the hospital. He almost died. God, I'm glad he like, made it. New Jack's like, fuck it. No, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like the idea of like, wrestling is fake, everybody. Wrestling is fake. That doesn't, don't worry about wrestling. Wrestling is fake. But like, you find one crazy guy who's like, yeah, I'll stab a 16 year old. Like in front of everybody? Yeah. yeah fuck yeah. I'll stab him. Yeah. yeah he asked. I mean, he, it's okay. He asked. He said he wanted to bleed. So, I mean, I, I brought a knife and I stabbed him a whole bunch. Yeah. Also, he, his, New Jack also threw somebody off a scaffold. And tried to kill him. Like, I legit tried to kill him in the ring. I, I dig this guy. What channel is this show on? Like, where can is I find it? Is it Vice, I want to say? Okay. It might be on Vice. It is a fantastic show. I got to see if because I can they find that. They actually have footage from the actual events of things happening because a lot of this stuff happened in the ring. So when you so when they're telling us, they're like, that shit can happen. Then they show you, oh, yeah, that shit actually happened. It's, That's fucking It's incredible. insane. That's fucking incredible. I'm surprised wrestling doesn't give us more celebrity deaths. Speaking of celebrity deaths, it's like these yeah. guys, how do you, I'm like, I look at these guys. I'm like, how do you guys make it? Like how, how, why yeah. have, why do so many of you guys live? Or, or at least a lot of you guys, if a lot of you guys are dying, I don't know about it. So you must not be as important as Regis Philbin or Kelly Preston. Somebody, a famous wrestler died this year. Oh, Warrior Animal. 
that passed away this year. Okay. I he was like 54 years old. Yeah. They tend to go kind of early though, right? Because that's really another early. thing about the celebrity deaths is like we talked about how some of them hit different. For me, Michael Jackson was the one that was like, that was one for me too. Holy shit. Like, you know, celebrities die. It happens. We're all people. Guess what? We're all going to die. There's seven and a half billion motherfuckers on the planet right now. And guess what? Every fucking one of them is going to be dead at some point in the future. You, me, and everybody else that we know. It's a macabre thought. You shouldn't spend too much time obsessing over it. But fact is, everybody's going to die, which means all the famous people that you know too. Every single famous person you could think of is at one point going to pass away like the rest of us. It's the one thing that you can count on a human being to do is eventually will. Hopefully, it's going to be many years. Hopefully, there'll be a ton more podcast episodes that delvin and i get to record together well into our 80s and it'll be like 2070 or some shit i don't know but um you know we're all gonna pass away so you kind of get used to some celebrities dying you know the biggies and the tupacs and shit it was like fuck you know really particularly tragic thinking back on how young these guys were and the fact that if they had lived they'd be like snoop right now and they'd have like a dozen more fucking albums and these guys would who knows what those guys would have done over the last 25 years since they died that's the tragedy of tupac and biggie is that they so young but michael jackson that one fucked with me because that was another one where they like they just stopped whatever you were listening to on the radio the dj came in he was like yo we got breaking news this just happened you know and it's like fuck like my i mean he was 50 something right so he was a little older yeah and I don't know if you remember this, but he was getting ready to go on tour. Yeah, he was prepping for a tour. And I was excited for that because I was like, I never got to see Michael Jackson nope. perform, and I'm a full-grown adult, so now I'll get the chance to see him perform and tour before before yeah. he had time he gets old and passes away. Yeah. And you never know. He, he could have like released play. a new album too. Like, wouldn't have that wouldn't wouldn't have that been cool if he'd I mean, if like he's touring and shit, but he's also working on some new material. And he, he was working. Something. He was working on something. God, that would have been he cool. And, he and D was working on something because he they Sony put out an album. It wasn't finished, but they kind of finished it up. Yeah. And one of the songs on there, you could tell it was like a song that he did. It was finished called "Monster." It's with him and Fifty Cent. Ah. This song is so fucking good. It's it sounds like a modern version of Thriller. Oh, and he it's had 50 really really on good. It. Yeah, it's fifty. Yeah, fifty. Yeah. fifty cent. And it's the way it's done. It's so good. And it's like I said, if he was alive for that song to come out, it would have been a huge hit. Yeah, that was. I guarantee it. That was another one where it's like um, at that point in his life too, in his career, like even with all his legal trouble, even with all the allegations and shit, you know. If Michael Jackson picked up the phone, he could call anybody in the music industry and imagine how star-studded that album would be. You know what I mean? Yep. Just like imagine just thinking about him hanging out with like uh, Eddie Murphy and Macaulay Culkin in early 90s making like uh, music videos with those two. Imagine what it would have been like. I mean, he could have had anybody on the phone. I mean, he could have had like you know he does the song with 50 but it, anybody else would have said yes anybody would have said yes, yes. he could have called eddie yes. van halen eddie van halen would have said yes you could have a song with 50 and eddie van halen because michael jackson would be in the middle making it fucking happen saying i called my did friend you, over here and i called my friend over here and we're fucking cutting a record did you ever hear the story about beat it now you mentioned eddie van halen 
Uh, yeah, I heard about that. Like he did. I mean, that's why I mentioned Eddie Van Halen because, like, didn't they do? He was he did the guitar on on uh, Beat It, right? Yep, he yeah. did the guitar and didn't want to get credit for it. He did it as a yeah. favor to Quincy Jones. Yeah, didn't think the song was gonna be a big hit. Yeah, that very was interesting stories say they paid him in like a twelve pack of beer. <sighs> <laughs> they got him high and he was cool. He was yeah. like, yeah, whatever. You know, it was, yeah. it was just a Saturday evening. You know, these guys got me high, jammed out a little bit. And then, um, you know, six weeks later it was a uh, double platinum and they'd made $1 billion. That was like, of course, beat it. That was the thriller album. That was kind of like, yeah, you know, that was before that was the album that of course made Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. People knew about Michael Jackson from before he'd had an album before. And then of course he was part of the Jackson five. So it's not like he was unknown, but, I think as far as like a solo artist that was going to be like this pop culture sensation. Icon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that's the one that elevated them up to like, you know, this is normal celebrities. And then Michael Jackson is, he's standing on, on the moon, taking a piss on all the other celebrities. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the crazy. So that was one that just like blew my mind. And I was like, yo, like there've been a lot of shit about Michael Jackson in, in, in the years before he died. I mean, God, I want to say mid '90s was probably when the very first, like, um, the very first kind of like media attention was paid to like allegations against him and investigations and shit like that. And he's cutting checks and paying people. And it, does that mean he's guilty or is he just trying to avoid some tremendous uh, court, you know, drawn out thing that's going to get all this media attention? He just wants to like, hey, let's put this behind me so I can keep making records or whatever. I didn't give a fuck about any of that. I still don't. I mean, yeah. I, people are like, huh, you know, it's like the woke culture. It's like, we got to talk about how bad Michael Jackson is and he's evil. Cause we think he did something. It's like, well, look, first of all, it was never proven in a court of law that he did anything. He was never convicted. Yeah. So I'm going to cling to that, that I, and plus I fucking love Michael Jackson music. So, uh, fuck right off i for anybody who you know if you want to judge me for liking michael jackson i still got michael jackson songs on my goddamn phone and i will listen to if you don't think dirty diana comes up in my shuffle and i'm hitting skip because i i, I disapprove of michael jackson then you definitely need to go fuck yourself send me a dm tell me what a piece of shit i am unsubscribe to my show you got to do what you got to do but when dirty diana comes on i'm telling you one thing right now i'm fucking cranking it and i'm telling everybody in my car to shut the fuck up including my crying yeah. baby i'm like yo i know you're one years old but you can fucking zip it for a minute i'm about to enculture you a little bit you're about to learn about nikon fucking dirty diana yeah. that's what i'm talking about great so oh so good so good so that's i mean that's like there have been some big celebrity deaths, I think. Like you said, some of them hit different. Some of them are like, I'll always remember like where I was. Like I was in the car when when I found out Michael Jackson died. I was on uh, 285 going around Atlanta to try to hit 400 North. So I was, I was like heading home from work or some shit that afternoon. And it's like I remember where I was. But like Regis Philbin, you know, like I don't, obviously it's like, Regis Philbin. He's famous as fuck. My grandma's heard of him, just like yeah. Michael Jackson, but it's like different because he was in his 80s. There's a little bit, you know, like I don't want to say that the death is not, I don't think it's tragic. I don't want anyone to die, but like I just said, all human beings are going to die and the ones that are like in their 90s are a little bit more likely than the ones in their 50s. So like when someone lives a long life and they get to pass away in their 80s or 90s or something, it's like, I don't know, it's not the same as Chadwick Boseman who dies of cancer and you're just like, Oh shit. Like this guy could have had 
30, 40 more years of a prolific film career. And I mean, there was so much more that he had to offer the world that it feels much more tragic. Somebody like Kobe who passes away unexpectedly earlier this year in a, in a crash. And it's like, it just comes out of nowhere and just holy yeah. shit. When somebody who's, I don't want to say it's, it's not sad that Regis Philbin passed away or something, but when the person's 90, you, okay, you had a good run. I mean, congratulations. You have a large body of work to show for yourself. I don't know. So those ones kind of hit me di- a little bit different. Like when the I guys, agree. I think the Kobe thing was kind of rough for me because the way it happened. Yeah. Like his death would happen in the most tragic way you can imagine, especially if you're a father yeah. and you have a daughter. Yeah, 100%. Like, fuck, I can't handle You don't want to see that. Yeah, yeah that's too much. Things happening to kids, man, I cannot handle. Like, I don't want, for all the 40-year-olds out there that listen to the show, I don't want anything bad to happen to you either. I don't want a 40-year-old, 50-year-old, seems young these days, to pass away. But like, ah, when it's somebody's kid, it's like, oh, like, I mean, if something happened to me, God forbid, I don't ever, I, I want to go another 40, 50 years, please. But I mean, if something did happen to me, I would hope that my my daughter's nowhere nearby. I want her to be safe. I want her, yeah. the idea that like he had family in there and that, you know, his wife doesn't just lose her husband, but loses a kid. Oh, daughter. That's fucking, oh, like my heart immediately goes out to that shit because like, Man, kids, you know, it's kids. Kids, I mean, I know she wasn't like a little baby, but she still, she was a minor. She was a child. You know what I mean? Like she, again, you you think about the future that people have ahead of them. Like a kid, you know, like, I I don't know. I don't, I don't like the idea of bad things happening to to kids. So it fucks with me. I I think it fucked me too, because it wasn't like he was doing some dickhead thing. Yeah. He was like, he was taking his kid yeah, and his kids' friends to like a their basketball game so they can go yeah. play basketball. Like it's a simple thing, and it's like wow. Like it was if, if you're being like a shithead or something like that. Like yeah, oh yeah, you probably should. But no, that's not what was happening. He was yeah trying to be a good dad. So yeah, like, fuck man, that's that, that's what fucks with me because it's like, um, speaking of Tupac's films, like Poetic Justice, you think. Like uh, it's karma or something like that. When someone's being a dickhead and they're doing something stupid, like you hear a story. I don't know if there's any celebrities that this applies to, but like, you know, you hear a story about like some local dude in a paper or something and he's driving home drunk and he like goes off a fucking ridge and falls into the ocean and alligators eat him. And you're just like, yeah, I mean, that's unfortunate. I feel bad for his family. I'm sure he was a wonderful guy, but like, Hey, also he was driving drunk. He might've had a couple charges against him too in the past. I don't know if he was on an offender registry. There's a point where you fight, you, you learn about something like, Oh, I kind of, you know, he got into the car drunk. Like, sorry, he passed away. But at the same time, you don't feel quite as bad as when it's somebody just doing, they're just living their life. You know what I mean? And they're, they're trying to be a good dad and they're hanging out with their kids and then poof, you know, the, the, that's definitely a lot worse. And that's, I mean, Kobe fuck with me. I mean, me and my wife were like, holy shit. Like heartbreaking. Yeah. It was just, what the fuck? Like I, that's where I really, I think that's probably Kobe's death this year. It was probably where I, where the, the, the little seed, the little germ of this podcast started in my brain where I was just like, wow. Like some celebrity deaths are really, you know, like, you know, some of them are they're 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 sad or they're tragic, but some of them are just really like the guy passes away and he's so young, or or they have so much that they could still do, you know, in terms of of like the good work that they do if they do charity stuff. I mean, 
guys like Kobe are involved in a shit ton of charity stuff that benefits their community. And like they're uh, like a net positive to the world because they've been so successful. They have extreme resources and they have a lot of influence that when they retire from basketball or, or whatever they do, especially if it's a sport, you know, because you only have a certain amount of time that you can play that sport professionally. Uh, with yeah. with acting and, and being a rock star, you know, you can keep going. I mean, you can keep going until you die like a lot of them do. Um, but when you're a, when you're an athlete, you have that window of like your peak athletic years while you're still healthy and stuff like that. But then when you retire, you have time to then devote to like being a good person and trying to like give back and, and, and like, I, I don't know. So it's always a shame when somebody like that passes away. Cause you're like, he was kind of a net good for the world, you know, it's really kind of a shame for not only his family, but like other people who he was benefiting and people in his community and stuff like that. It's just, I mean, I never got a check from Kobe, but I still like the guy, you know? Yeah. A lot of people say that about um, the rapper Nipsey Hussle. I don't know if you heard of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he passed away, I want to say, yeah. last year. Yeah, I think that was and, in 2019. Yeah, and when he passed away, he was in the middle of, like, rebuilding his community. Yeah. Like, he was. He bought the Crenshaw Mall and stuff yeah. and was, like, going to, like, give people jo- in, in the inner city jobs. He was yeah. fixing up his neighborhood. He was doing what you what everybody complains about black people doing about their community. He was actually doing he was saying, let me help out my community yeah. and build it up and build up my people in the community. And he was killed. Yeah. And you, it makes you wonder if that was like, if those two things were related in some way. If like maybe he became a target because of some of the good work that he was doing. And somebody, maybe there was somebody, a competitor or something like that in terms of developing business or like, hey, I'm going to buy up this place and we're going to build a business here. I'm going to invest in a business. And there's somebody else like, I was going to buy that. I was going to knock it down and we were going to build some, I was going to build something else there. So this Nipsey guy, like maybe we'll, you know, if, if that put yeah. a target on his back, cause that was another one that just really fuck with people. And I think that's like, maybe that's another type of celebrity death. You, you got the celebrity deaths where they die when they're 90 and they have this nice body of work and they've lived a good life and they've got family and they get to pass away uh, at least, you know, somewhat peacefully. But then you have like the tragic ones like Kobe and Chadwick where it's like, we didn't know. No, I mean, none of us could prepare for that. Like emotionally, you just find out like, holy shit, Chadwick Boseman died and apparently he had cancer bad enough to kill him. That's fucking like, it's like, you don't, yeah. I mean, you don't get to prepare for it. So it's like the tragic thing where they die young and there's, you know, you're not really ready to say goodbye the way that like, if they're 90, then you're kind of like, well, okay, it's not a, it's too bad. I like that person a lot, but it's not like a tremendous shock. But then you got, I would put like the Nipsey, Tupac, Biggie, because of the way that they died, they were killed. I mean, they were like somebody gunned them down literally. It's yeah. almost like a different category because it's like not only did they die, I mean, it wasn't like cancer came. You can't, you could can be mad at cancer, but you can't really be mad at cancer. Like, you know what killed Chadwick Boseman, and it's, it's terrible, but also it's really frustrating to have somebody who's like gunned down and murdered and like, we got no idea. Nobody's been arrested. Nobody's been brought to justice. Good luck with that, especially in the case of Tupac and Biggie. And then you get that additional frustration of like, well, not only does this person die, but like the killer's still out there somewhere, presumably living life. Yeah. They just found the killer of Jan Master J this year. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years later or whatever it was. <laughs> yes. That's insane to think about. Like how slow justice is when it comes to situations like this. They yeah. found the killer 
20 years later. But doesn't it give you hope? Like, cause I, I mean, there was a point in time. I mean, there was a point in time in the nineties where I thought maybe they'll catch the guy who killed Tupac. Maybe they'll catch the guy who killed Biggie and we'll get some answers. But I, I think there was definitely a point in the two thousands where I was like, Ooh, that's old news. You know what I mean? Like there's like when it's a cold case, you think, it's not, not really likely that they're going to find the guy now. He could be in Mexico. He could be living in Antarctica. He could be under the earth, which is coincidentally flat, by the way. But the idea that they find this guy, they catch this guy, like maybe there's some hope. Maybe they will find the guy who killed Nipsey, and hopefully we won't have to wait that long. You know, when it comes to the Tupac and Biggie thing, I thought we got more answers when all these movies started coming up. Like they would, like it felt like at a point in time there was like every week there was a new documentary on the death of Tupac and Biggie. Yeah. So I felt like maybe, like maybe we'll get some new answers there. We didn't. They yeah. just kind of told us the same thing we already knew. Well, and that was the thing too. Is like, um, I don't. I guess like there's a part of me that's maybe a little bit more like cynical that looks at some of these celebrities when they die and thinks. Well, not only were they doing nice things for the community, but they were still generating income for the people around them. So like managers, agents, I'm not just talking like like some scumbag wife or something like that, but like all of the people that you're kind of connected to, like you're generating money for like Sony Music Group or something like that. Like you think we're upset when Michael Jackson dies. Like Sony is like, fuck, 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 fuck. You know, like they're, for, for them, I mean- Again, this is like the cynical part of me that looks at it like when when somebody passes away like that, somebody else is like, well, shit, this guy was making us money and now he is dead. What are we going to do about this? And then like that commercialization comes in. We're like, all right, well, Biggie's dead. Tupac is dead. They're not going to make any more music. So they're gone. But we want to keep making money off of them, right? Yes. I, I mean, I imagine this kind of like evil boardroom where everyone's like wearing, like, yeah, so there's a problem. Biggie's dead. All right, so that's an issue. We were kind of hoping he'd keep making us money. And with him dead, it kind of prevents that. So how are we going to keep making money off this guy? Because people like Biggie. And so, like, then you get this. Well, green light this uh, documentary and this this biography and this. So I feel like you do wind up getting a lot of crap where you're like, you're not telling me anything new. It's just another documentary that's like, maybe it's going to be good. Maybe it'll be interesting or maybe it's just going to be shit. Chances All are I got to say is this, you me. Look into the Michael Jackson, Sony thing. And that is a creature of the night topic for you if I've ever heard one. Yeah. Have you heard about that? I, I've heard a little bit. And I actually got to say, I, I appreciate some of these conspiracy theories because there was also the theory that Suge Knight took out Tupac. Like he owed Tupac money and he didn't want to like, so he's like, hey, I'm going to get in a car with him. Why don't you guys run up on the car and shoot Tupac to death? Make sure you don't hit me. You know, it's, it seems <laughs> that to me, I'm a little incredulous because I'm like, if you're going to have the guy killed, do you really want to be sitting right next to him when the like the bullets are like raining in the car? I would think you want to yeah. be like, I'm going to go in and use the rail. I forgot my keys, Tupac. I'll be right back. You know, you make yourself comfortable in that passenger seat. I'm going to go get the keys. Can I get you anything? I'll bring you water. Okay. You know, and then you'd like run inside and you'd try to be like far away when the shooting happens, you know? I wouldn't want to be sitting right next to him because I'd be like, well, what if they hit me too? Like Suge Knight's not a small guy. It's not like he can turn sideways. and Very big dude. Yeah, right. yeah, I'll give you guys a little tidbit of what we're talking about. Please. 
Apparently, if you, you can look this up, Michael Jackson essentially owned all of music. Because yeah. of that Beatles deal. He he bought the Beatles back catalog. Man, he him and Paul McCartney used to be buddies in the early 80s. Yeah. You can go find out. They did some music together, The Girl Is Mine, all that shit. But then uh, Paul McCartney was like, I would kind of like to get the rights to my music back. They're going up for auction soon. And Michael Jackson was like, you don't say. I have all this. Yeah. I have this tremendous stack of thriller money. What's the best way to invest my thriller money? I could buy some CDs. I can invest in some mutual funds and, you know, collect a tidy 8% a year on my thriller money. That'd be enough money to, but why don't I just buy the Beatles catalog instead? Talk about fucking investments. That was a big dick move. And Paul is like, lose my phone number, dickhead. Like, I don't think they talked much after that. I think Paul was like, you fucking motherfucking asshole. And, And not only that. He bought the company yeah. that owned music too, which also owned the rights to artists like Alicia Keys yeah. and other artists. So a lot of artists, a lot of artists would have to give production credits to Michael Jackson's company. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it was an insanely shrewd move. And it makes me think you see these interviews with Michael Jackson, especially later in life where he's very eccentric, obviously the propofol and drug addiction and stuff like that. Like you got to think, I mean, at the end of, especially at the end of his life, I'm thinking, how is this guy making shrewd business decisions? That was one of the most, like, that was just the best. I mean, in terms of, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it probably upset Paul McCartney. I mean, I don't know about the personal relationships that go behind this, but just if you've got the money, buying up the music, the rights to the the songs that are going to be used in every I mean, from everything like commercials to movies, Netflix series, everything, and you own the rights to this music, and you get to sit back and collect royalty checks, that's one of the fucking smartest moves. And it makes me wonder, like, was that his idea? Because that's even more respect. I would imagine that guy's like, he's an artist. He's just, he's working on his dance moves, and he's writing songs, and he's messing with music, but he's more of like, he's the artist, but... He's not the guy crunching numbers with the pencil behind his ear and the visor on and like he's got the the receipt coming out of the fucking calculator. I used to love when the paper came out of the old old timey calculator and it's like you'd think like that's gotta be a manager. Was that a manager that was like, Michael, you gotta buy this music. Just buy the Beatles. I don't know. Or was that Michael's idea? I I that's one thing I need to know. Well, it worked and this came up because earlier this year they Sony bought back the, the the shares from the Jackson estate. Yeah. And they, they basically lowballed them. They like bought it back for like $700 yeah. million. And it's worth like way more than that. Yeah. That's some shit too. That's when, you know, like um, I'm sure somebody, some dickhead at Sony is like, all right, we want the rights to this music back. It's worth a lot of money. Now, Michael passed it on to his kids, Blanket and Paris. And mm, let's just wait a little while. Let's let those kids grow up. Maybe they get a few drug problems. The trust fund isn't paying them quick enough. And then we can swoop in and get it at a discount. I always, I'm very cynical when it comes to like large corporations like that. They're not, they don't do the right thing because they're not, that's not where the profit is. You know what I mean? They're like, we'll wait. We'll get it at a discount when these kids like really need to make some dough. When they need some dough, we'll get it. I don't know. It's shitty, but that's like the three kind of celebrity deaths, right? Is there a fourth kind of celebrity death? I wanted to ask you, actually, there's a fourth kind of celebrity death that I can think of right now, and that is the celebrity death that you're happy about. 
Is there ever oh, a celebrity yeah. death that you're like, fuck that guy in his ass. I'm glad he's fucking dead. I'm going to fucking piss on his grave. Were they, have you ever had a celebrity death like that? Or can you, have you ever heard of anybody? If you don't want to like. I've, I've heard of multiple celebrity deaths like that in terms yeah. of, but it's just like people like dictators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not like, really like, counting them among celebrities because if you get political with it, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there's plenty of people out there right now that are like getting ready to celebrate whenever one of their least favorite politicians passes away because they're eventually going to die as well. They're human beings too. So especially politicians, because they're, if they're mid seventies, you think, well, they got maybe another 10, 15 years to go. Maybe, maybe not even that long. Cause you can die at 78 of, of natural causes or heart attack or whatever. So I don't know. To me, it's like the, the politician thing. Like, yeah, people were happy when Saddam Hussein died and you can find, you can find uh, uh, images of them hanging him when he was, you know, whatever yeah. and they executed him. Um, and that's like faces of death. I mean, that starts to get into that weird kind of like, uh, I don't know that weird, like impulse people have like, ah, oh, this guy gets hit one. by a train. Which I actually one? have one. Yeah. The ultimate warrior. Okay. The wrestler. Okay. People were kind of happy when he died. Cause apparently he was a piece of shit in life. People like really hated him. He was yeah. like an asshole. Like, yeah, he was like a homophobe. He was racist. Everything yeah. you can think of. He had all them, he was everything. Kind of that. Everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, um, that's one of them things too. Is like, um, I guess Michael Jackson was kind of a polarizing figure, um, because of like he but, had. But even Michael Jackson, it felt like when he died, people celebrated like were celebrating his life. Like people were like, yeah, you know, Michael Jackson's gone. It wasn't like people were like, yeah, we're kind of glad he's gone. Yeah, I think, um. For the most part, usually people are happy to like if someone passes away, even if they had like a checkered past or something like that. I think most people are like, look, I don't want to speak ill of the dead. I don't want to celebrate something as macabre as someone passing away. I don't I don't want to be the guy who gets happy because someone else passed away, even if they weren't a perfect person. Because which one of us is like how many I'm sure there are people out there that have run-ins with me before in the past are like that. Jason guy's a dickhead. And I don't want to think about them celebrating. If I pass away one day, you know, I don't want to think about those assholes outliving me, which is why I'm trying to outlive them. Fuck them. I have a question for you. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a real interesting one. Ooh. Based on the topic we're talking about. Yeah. Do you think people will be sad when Bill Cosby dies? Oh man. See, that's, that's what a fucking question. What a fucking, what a fucking question. That's a, that's a fucking amazing question. Yeah. Given the, given the topic, I think if he had died, if Bill Cosby had died in 2010, maybe be celebrated. Yeah. Everyone would have been like, oh my God, America's dad. He'd been working for so many decades and he had done so much. And I mean, I think everybody would have been like the, the nation would have mourned like, Really, like they would have, they would be built. We'd be celebrating Bill Cosby Day once a year, like literally, because it was he was a another icon. So I don't know. I think some people live long enough to see themselves become a villain. So you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. To uh, quote the Dark Knight. Um, so I think he lived long enough to see himself become a pretty bad villain. I think a lot of folks are are not going to be particularly sorry when he passes. And I, I do think there is going to be a contingent of people in the world who are like, good, fuck him, fuck him in his dead ass. I think some people are going to be pretty happy about that, actually. 
now I have another one for you. Okay. That's that's almost the other way. That's also interesting. Yeah. OJ Simpson. Yeah, that's another one where uh I think obviously a lot of people are gonna think he killed those people. He definitely got away with killing those people. There's a, there's gonna be a humongous contingent of folks that are like, OJ is not a nice guy. You don't want OJ dating your daughter. Like but, I mean well, the, the thing about OJ, it's weird because he went from being hated yeah. to liked to hate it. Now people are kind of like indifferent yeah. and kind of like him. They yeah, like yeah. make fun of him. So it's not like they hate him really. And he'll post some cheeky shit on Twitter and you're just like, did that guy just crack a joke about like isotoner gloves? Like really? And part yeah. of you is like, you should not do that. But then part of you is like, that's fucking, oh my God, he's got balls. <laughs> like I can't believe he fucking said that joke about the glove not fitting. I mean, like there have been a few tweets of his that I've looked at and I've been like, no shit, OJ. Like, I yeah. mean, I can understand why this is upsetting people, but I, I'm so much of a contrarian and I, I just love shit that's like edgy and I like stuff that you're not like taboos and stuff like you're not supposed, oh, you're not supposed to tell a joke, but then he cracks a joke and I'm like, I got fucking, you know, like I, I smiled, like I kind of lulled, like, yeah, it's weird. It's weird because he, like I said, people at one point hated OJ Simpson. I, yeah. I don't feel like it's, yeah. I don't think the vitriol is there for OJ like it once was. Mm-hmm. That I think could there be, people who hate him no matter what, but it's like they're not serious about the hate. Yeah, that could be a result of of him long living long enough to like things come back around full circle. Because when it, when it's fresh on people's minds, like Bill Cosby, he avoided legal trouble for years and years and years, and it was only recently that he really got brought up on charges and then convicted and, and jailed. But like. OJ, it's like he had his day in court way back in the 90s. That was huge in the same, you know, the same era that Tupac and Biggie were, were tremendous as well. They were all making news kind of at the same time with all of their various stuff. It's weird that we like we live long enough that we can talk about it like in the past tense, like they're already gone. But yeah, like I feel like maybe OJ kind of went away for a long time and you know, then he did that thing where he like held up that guy in, in Vegas or whatever. And he got like eight years or something for that. <coughs> he did a little yeah. time. So then I think maybe he got out and people were like, well, he didn't get convicted for the murders, but he did some time. So it's sort of like, eh, it's, it's water under the bridge, you know? Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are maybe going that way with OJ. And then, uh, you know, the longer you live, the, the people who hate your ass passing away. And if you're the last one, then. Nobody's there that hates you anymore when you die. So I don't know. That's the that's the route I'm going to try to go. I'm just going to try to outlive everybody that doesn't like me so that when I die, everyone's like, man, nobody doesn't like that guy. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> fucking likes him. I, I have an interesting question about this because I have a lot of interesting questions. I've had this conversation with somebody before. Yeah. About this exact topic. Hitler. Hitler. Yeah, I think most people are Hitler. glad Hitler's dead. People, Hitler, the Hitler fascinating fascination is so weird to me because by all circumstances, Hitler should be known as one of the worst human beings who ever existed. Yeah, for sure. But but he is often popularized in pop culture. Yeah. Like, like somebody does something really bad, they're called a Nazi. Yeah. Movies, there are hundreds of movies based off of Hitler. Yeah. From the glorious bastards on down. <laughs> like yeah. Hitler is part of pop culture and it's for sure. Wolfenstein for sure. 
And like you can even say people are like a lot of politicians get compared to Hitler, even if it's not really. I mean, like American politicians, when you're like, this guy's yes. Hitler. And I'm like, well, I can understand not- that you don't like him. And, I, you know, I can see why you don't like him. But like, I don't know. I kind of feel like calling him Hitler and comparing him to a guy who had something called the final solution to the Jewish problem. That was his thing. Like, that's what they called. They didn't call it a genocide. They didn't call it Holocaust back then. That's not what the Germans called it in the early 40s. They called it the final solution to the Jewish problem. And if you can think about that phrase for a minute, you think, how fucked up is that, that I'm going to compare another politician that hasn't killed anybody to a guy who killed 6 million Jews and would have killed a heck of a lot more if he could have, Yes. I got to say, like, if I'm a Jew living today and I'm, I'm a Holocaust survivor or maybe my, my Nana was a Holocaust survivor, I'm going to be pretty offended. Even if the, the politician's a bad guy, you want to compare Donald Trump to Hitler, I'm like, I'm a little offended because Hitler did a lot worse. I mean, come back and talk to me when, when Donald Trump kills 6 million Catholics, okay? Then come talk to me about how terrible he is and we can compare notes. But I don't know. I think that... The Hitler thing is interesting because, like you said, he's he's baked in. He's even in some movies where, like in Inglorious Bastards, you see these scenes with him in it, and it's actually kind of funny. Like, it's, yeah, that, that's my point. Like Hitler has yeah. almost become a caricature of himself in many ways. Yeah. Like, um, have you seen the show Preacher? I haven't, but I've heard of it. It's based on comic book, right? Yes, you have to watch Preacher. Yeah. But there's an element of Preacher. Hitler's in Preacher, by the way. Yeah. And they make him a sympathetic character. See, that's interesting because I have heard of films. There's one called Downfall. That's a German film, I believe. It's a European film. Maybe it's French. But they uh, they actually sort of, it was like sort of a movie dramatizing his final weeks. And it it's one of those films that got some shit because it's like we don't want to watch a movie about Hitler where we get to see him as a human being, basically. Like, as horrible as he was, we don't want to see, like, the human side of him just because he was such a a terrible dude. And um, Downfall is a film that caught some shit because they actually portrayed Hitler as, like, a person. You know what I mean? And and people didn't like that. Whereas at least in uh, something like Little Nicky, He's getting a pineapple up his ass. He shows up and he makes you laugh. It's not like yeah. it's not like we're we're having a solemn moment of silence because Hitler's in the movie. He's a punchline. But at least it's like he's being disrespected very violently with a pineapple up his ass. And it's not like they're paying any homage to Hitler. It's not like you leave little Nicky thinking, I wonder if Adam Sandler likes Hitler. You don't wonder that. But yeah. I'm with you because like uh Inglorious Bastards, especially. You see those cuts of like him, like nine, 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 you know, like just flipping out and shit. And they'll, they'll, sometimes they'll fudge the subtitles. So they're talking about different stuff. And I'll just be giggling. And then I'll be like, wait a minute. Hitler's making me giggle. Fuck, I'm yeah. going to hell. I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. Like Jesus. It's weird. Like I'm a guy who looks physical. I have a physical resemblance to Jesus. I should not be laughing at Hitler. Hitler should not be making me giggle right now. South Park. Yeah. South Park does it to me every time. Yeah. I mean, they, they're another one that I guess they don't really do a, like they've lampooned Saddam Hussein, of course, was huge in the movie and everything like that. And he had the yes. gay relationship with Satan. So at least to make him look bad. I mean, what's going to piss off Saddam Hussein more than you implying that he's got a homosexual relationship with Satan? I, I feel like that's that's the thing that's, I mean, at least they're going that route with it, but they're not trying yeah. to make him look like a decent dude, like Saddam was okay. 
I mean, Saddam doesn't even treat Satan right. You start feeling bad for Satan a little bit. Yeah, which is just... It's fascinating how that works. It is fascinating how that works. But, you know, I mean, for all the bad Satan's done, I mean, he's Hitler at least exists historically, you know what I mean? You could point at it, a historical event. That's where, though, like the history buffs that, like... I think if you're a history buff and you're into that kind of shit, like World War II especially, you got to be careful. you got to tread very carefully if you're a big history guy in the World War II. Because if I go into your house and you're like, oh, cool, I got all these like World War II memorabilia. They're all authentic, real. They were taken from the battlefield. I want to see like a Japanese katana that you took, that like your grandpa took off of somebody on the, at the Battle of Mitsubishi or something. You know what I'm saying? Like the island of uh, Samsung. I want to see like this, the <laughs> katana. I want to see like an allied. Here's a propeller. I don't, I, it, when I walk into that history buff's room and I'm like, swastika, 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 swastika. I gotta go. Yeah, my wife is calling. Yeah. I need to go outside. Like I'm, I'm, I'm wearing my yarmulke. I gotta get the fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like that's where you get a little nervous. We're like, I can appreciate like history. If I go to the the Smithsonian Museum and they have a KKK robe hanging up, I'm gonna appreciate the fact that they're trying to give me some historical context. They're trying to teach me about I agree. something. So I'm, I can actually appreciate that. I've been to the Holocaust Museum in Washington D.C. It's not like a feel-good thing. It's not a day at Six Flags. You're supposed to go in there and really get exposed to the horrors because that's what makes you a better person. So you can be like, wow, um, shit really can get pretty fucking terrible, and I need to make sure that I keep that fucking shit in mind and and behave compassionately to other human beings instead of being a shithead. So I can appreciate that. But if you go to somebody's house and, like, I'm a huge history guy, I'm, like, wicked into, like, you know, 1860s to, like, mid-1880s history, but, like, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Alabama type of thing, and you go in there and it's like, that's just your old, you're not a history buff. That's your, that's your great grandpa's old clan robe that you, you still have. Yeah. Like you're not a history buff. You just hate black people. That's not, that doesn't count as yeah. history buff. You dropped out <laughs> of high school. Yeah. You're not a history buff. You got to go to college and get a degree. You can't fucking quit high school in the 10th grade and not like black people and then call yourself a history buff. Okay. That doesn't count. And I'm not buying it asshole. Yeah, you're I not have, a history buff. You're just a history. You reminisce on history, yeah. like fuck. Yeah. Why they can't still be slaves? Yeah, I, I never. And as long as I lived in the South, I never met anybody like that. But the 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 uh, the swastika thing was a true story. Because I went over to I went I went to like one of these like uh, coworker, you know, boss's boss, whatever, having a party, whatever. And her husband's into the, like the World War II stuff, and I'm all like, it's a lot of fucking Nazi shit, like. I understand, but like, where's the Japanese? You don't have like a anything Japanese, no allies, no. You know the Italians were in. It was a world war. Yeah. You're just one hundred percent German shit. There's, uh, it's all Austrian Germany. It was a world war, my friend. Like you could have memorabilia from Russia, from China, Mussolini, from Mussolini. Yeah, like show me Mussolini's testicle or something that you got in a glass jar, and I'll be impressed. Instead of swastika, 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 Jew killing dagger, swastika, swastika, Jew. I mean, I'm like. These are the empty shell casings from Auschwitz. I'm like, dude, no, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. That's fucked up. I don't want to see that. So, um, yeah, that that one was actually based on kind of a true story, although I embellished it a little bit. I remember when I went and visited my cousins in Georgia. I was a kid. We were walking down like a, because, you know, they lived, in, they lived straight in the country. Yeah. Like they, South they Georgia? Country, like, yeah, like. Uh, Valdosta country, and shit. Country. Yeah. Yeah. 
I was walking to like the corner store, which is 30 miles away. Cause how Jordan is back then. It's like really fucking far with my cousin. And we're walking by this house. And it had a big old cross in the front. So I'm thinking it's a church. Then we see all these people walking out the house with clan robes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. It was a clan <laughs> meeting going on there. I can tell you how I ran so goddamn fast. You weren't like like a Homer Simpson like disappearing into the bush like that that GF where you're like <laughs> like you yeah. just like try not to like it's like uh, that scene in Big Trouble in Little China and it's like Chinese standoff don't make a sound like don't attract <laughs> any fucking attention like just we're just gonna really slowly try to like inch down a little bit here we're just gonna and we're just gonna like shh don't 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 move and they won't see yeah. us that would uh, I'd shit my pants dude. Hold ass i believe it so fast like, nope it, they were like just coming out i guess they had a meeting or some shit like that like i'm yeah. not gonna see what else happens to this shit i'm done yeah i'm not sticking around going. for lemonade with these motherfuckers i gotta go i, mean, I will never forget <sighs> that like that's insane that's crazy holy shit i mean like that's wow that's fucking i'd shit my pants i would fuck yep. and shit my pants because it'd be like oh fuck we gotta get out of here because there's something that you don't expect to see. Yeah. I mean, like, like, even like, even like being a black kid from Miami, you definitely don't expect to see like clan robes anywhere. So like you see no, racism, you'll see a motherfucker in his uniform. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't imagine people in Miami feel that comfortable. Like I'll go to a nude beach and hang my balls out and everyone can see how gross my ass is. But I, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to like walk out of some church with a clan robe on. You know what I mean? Like that's, Ooh, that's uh, that's not gonna go over well in Miami of all places. Yeah, you're not gonna like, make it very far. Ooh. Oh, that's rough. That's fucking rough. So, uh, shit. As far as like the um the celebrity desco, I mean, like, I don't feel like we talked about any one person for like a really. I don't. We're know. talking about Michael Jackson and, and um yeah, Tupac. Tupac. We reminisced. We went back to like the '90s with this. I thought it was gonna be more like um. Some of the ones that fucked me up this year, like um, I hate to sound like a, a dick, but like Eddie Van Halen, like that was unfortunate, but also 65, you know, you're like, uh, I don't know. It's another one where it's like, I guess I got to 65 and a rock star. Yeah. And a rock star. Yes. That's, that's long for rock star years. You got to wonder, like there must be a devil that Mick Jagger and Keith Richards sold their soul to. Cause how else are these guys still fucking going? I imagine yeah. they partied harder than Eddie Van Halen ever dreamed of too. Yeah. But uh it's, like the Chadwick Chadwick Bozeman was the one that really fucked with me lately. Like recently I was just like fuck, you know, like um and that got me That one that one was just like I don't know, that that one made, made me think too is like I really thought as bummed as I was, like it really was like fuck, like that's terrible. Like that's it was really really awful. I was really kind of broken up about it and it made me that was the one that made me think like <laughs> Um, is it weird that we get so broken up and like emotional about people that we don't know that we never met that like, we know Bill Cosby was a bad dude, but like I could be out here mourning some celebrity and not even know what a terrible person they were. Like I could be all sad about Eddie Van Halen, but like, who knows? Like he, maybe he got a clan robe somewhere and, and like maybe you just the shit you don't know about. Like I said, none of us is perfect. I'm not perfect. I still hope people are sad when I die, but 
you're not going to find a clan robe in my in my closet either so i'm not really worried about that i mean there's some sketchy porn on my computer but that's it like i'm not yeah. i'm not worried about people finding like swastika memorabilia in my my trunk or something like that so i don't know is, is it weird that like we some of these celebrity deaths like really affect us so much too is it kind of strange is like i think with the chat with thing it affects me on many levels one of the levels is particularly that he's so close to my age so you kind of see your own mortality like yeah like damn he's like like close to my age yeah. like he's this young and he has money and he couldn't beat this like fuck mm. that's crazy then on another level it affected me because you start hearing the stories about him really being a good person yeah yeah that has fucks you up even more because like damn it i was already bummed like did you hear the story about um, him and 21 bridges about his movie with the girl his kid's co-star. Hmm. Okay, apparently he found out about his co-star's salary. Oh, was movie. she underpaid? Yeah, by a lot. So yeah. he was like, I think he's executive producer of the movie. He said, you know what? I'll give up half my salary so she yeah. can get paid what she deserves. Yeah. And then that's not and she even... Told, and, she, and she told that story after he died. Like, yeah. nobody knew about that until he died. It's not like he was like bragging about anything like that. He didn't make yeah. a big deal about it. He told that story came out after he passed away. Yeah. And then you had the story about him going to visit the cancer kids and the cancer yeah, kids I heard about, about their cancer. And you see him crying in the video like, fuck. Yeah. It's hard because, you know, he, at this time, he's going through cancer, yeah. talking to these cancer kids who are dying. Yeah. So it's, it's it has to be like it's like fucked up. Yeah, it's a, it is kind of fucked up. It's like inception of can it's like cancerception or whatever. It's like yeah, it's a, the the thing about the the celebrities doing the right thing or or doing something kind like i always have that that cynical part of me too there's like that little voice it's like the little devil on your shoulder you know you're like you got an angel here and you got a devil here and the devil is always like a cynical little bastard he's like you know he only did that shit so he'd look good like he only did that shit for the press he's famous or this company doesn't give a fuck about so and so they're just saying they do cuz they want to sell you they want to make money off of your ass so there's like the devil on my shoulder that's like you know they're only putting that rainbow flag up because they want people to to give them money and they don't want to be looked at as if they're bigoted in some way. So they're just virtue signal, whatever. They don't really care, blah, blah, blah. But like when you when you don't hear about it, when you when you hear about it after the guy passes away, you're like, wow, okay, he really was just being a good human being because he wasn't trying to make some headline that he gave a female co-star half of his check just so they'd be even. You know, like that's yeah. like all right, well, that's a decent fucking, that's just a good person being a good person, not wanting any recognition for it. So that makes you feel even worse about being cynical. I'm like talking to devil on my shoulder. I'm like, see, sometimes you need to shut the fuck up. Yeah. Um, I get, I got another good example of that. Now with Chad, with somebody else. Yeah. So <clears throat> a wrestler died earlier this year. His name's Chad. I don't know if you probably heard this story. He was saving his son. He was, his son was drowning, got caught in, oh. in, a, in a current. He went in the water, saved his son, but in the process, he died. Yeah. So this became big news. Somebody started, his family started to go fund me. And somebody, anonymously, I think they gave $20,000 to oh, the GoFundMe. Oh, shit. And they, and they basically, like, put a message and stuff like that. Apparently, people, like, figured out it was fucking John Zena. Yeah. Like, he didn't say anything. He didn't put, but, like, people traced the IP address. Like, oh, 
Fucking John Cena gave this guy some, the money and stuff. Some fucking hackers like I'm gonna figure out who gave that poor family twenty thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah, people like tracked it down, figured out it was John Cena. He hasn't said he did it to this day, but the fact that he just gave this wrestler that he yeah. maybe had brushed up against once or twice in his life twenty thousand dollars to help his family out after he's yeah. passed away, Dude, and never never shit. put it on TV or anything like that is crazy. That's solid shit. I mean, like that's the type of shit that too makes you think like. Maybe there is some hope for us. Maybe we're not all because I try not to be such a. I'm, I try to be like positive and optimistic. There's just a small cynical side of me. It's not a big. I try to be like people are inherently good. I think at least like and the bad ones are few and far between. You know what I mean? Like the Hitlers, thankfully, are there's very few of them, and there's a lot of like just normal folks that can go either way, but definitely not like into genocide or killing all the Jews or anything like that. So. I don't know. I, I I tend to be kind of, but that's the type of thing that renews your faith a little bit where you can yeah. like, yeah, some people really are okay. You know, they're not trying to like fuck each other over out of money or whatever. And they'll give up a little bit of money to make things more fair among their co-stars and shit like that, because it's the right thing to do. You know, it's also people, you have to realize there are levels to evilness. Like yeah. we don't go from zero to Hitler. There are other levels you yeah. can go to. Yeah, not so everybody's Hitler. Yeah, like I guess Hitler's good for hyperbole, you know. So like yeah. you can say like, well, Hitler over here, like that's really the example of evil. But uh, like you said, there's just a lot of bad people that do bad things that aren't on the level of Hitler either. And so yeah, we can go. You can go to Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, you can go to Charles Manson or somebody like that. Like, there are levels to evil. There's definitely levels. There's like, yeah. Yeah, there's people that don't quite make it to the Hitler level, and that's probably for the best that not everybody does. But maybe that made my point from earlier too, where I was like, "Yeah, you know, somebody can be bad, and you don't have to compare them to Hitler. Like they could be a bad person, yeah. and comparing them to they Hitler can, is still that's a little too high." Yeah, yeah they could be just bad or nailed. Yeah, they could just be bad. They could just kill kids and eat them. You know, Jeffrey Dahmer style. Uh, one of the last things that I was going to ask you about is that. Um, that like phenomena that kind of happens. And I don't think it's with every celebrity death. I think somebody like Regis Philbin is off the hook. Kelly Preston doesn't get mad hate, but, um, and I don't even really know. I don't think I saw anything really like that came down on Chadwick too bad either. But like Kobe, I know was there were folks that posted some shit. Like Ari Shafir had a joke that was like, he got, like, I don't know if he got death threats from that. Like, I don't know if that was the one that made him go into hiding for a little while, like delete his Twitter for a little bit. Uh, but there is, I feel like the, um, the impulse for some folks to like either crack a joke and it's like too soon or it's just a little too savage. Cause like I've seen, look, I, I've said earlier, I'm a contrarian. I like the edgy shit. I like the shit that you're not supposed to laugh at. So like sometimes there is a joke about something somebody passed away or something tragic that it's like, Oh, I kind of laughed at that a little bit, but it's like, there's, there's like boundaries too, that you want to respect like too soon. Or if it's like, if it's really kind of cruel, then you're just like, that's not even funny anymore. That's just kind of gross. Like, ugh. but I feel like Kobe got some of that and it probably happens with other celebrity deaths too. Uh, but like, is that, I'm trying to figure out like what's that weird impulse in people to like not leave it alone. Like why do people want to like poke that? I think there are some people who just want to say their true feelings and mask under a joke. 
Yeah. Which is fine. And, you know, I, I've always been the type of person who I don't mind any joke as long as it's funny. Yeah. And if it's not funny, you're going to deal with the consequences of it not being funny. Yeah. Simple as that. Like, you can crack any joke you want to. I will say no joke is off limits. But if you're going to crack a joke about race or a death or something like that, it better be funny. Yeah. Because if it does, if it's not funny, you deserve every bit of hate you get yeah. for crafting that terrible-ass joke. I feel like some people are... Um, I think some people maybe like they want to be the first person to get there. I don't think maybe always you don't want to be the first person in line. I think sometimes you do, but then when it's like a, a really bad joke, what you said is a pretty, I think a pretty common rule of like, if you tell a joke and people laugh, they can't be too mad at you. Cause you just, they, they just laughed at the shit. Like you, you can't yeah. laugh. If you make me laugh, I can't come back at you pissed off. Like that joke was inappropriate as I'm like wiping a tear away. Cause I was like laughing. But if you don't, if, if you tell a joke and it falls flat and people are just looking at you like, then it, you, like what you said is right. Like it has to be funny, period. If you can make people laugh, like Gilbert Godfrey telling a joke about 9-11, like, I don't know, the next weekend he was talking about having a connection. He was like, yeah, I was going to fly, but uh, they had a connection at the Empire State Building. And it was like the shit he was saying was so dark, but it was fucking funny. So it was like you you were laughing, but you were like, Shh. and he wasn't picking on one person. It was like a national tragedy. So it wasn't like, yeah, I'm gonna haunt. I think there's a difference between like I'm gonna joke about something that's a national tragedy to like take the edge off because everybody's just so like we need to laugh right now, versus I'm gonna be mean spirited about somebody who was beloved like Kobe who just died, and yeah. you're not gonna find a receptive audience. People are gonna be like, fuck you, you know, like. It's not a funny and joke. Plus, I think it was Ari Shafir who said the whole, he didn't really make a fucking joke. He was like, oh, he's a rapist. He's glad he's dead. That's not a joke. Yeah. Said, Where's the punchline? Like, yeah. That's not a joke. That's just you being a dick. Yeah. Or kind of like, a, that's like a post hoc, like this person really deserved what happened to them because of some like character flaw or something that they did wrong. And that's like a, after the fact, it's like post hoc, you weren't, like Kobe Bryant wasn't bothering Ari Shafir before he died. It was just after he died. He's in the news. Let me tweet something because he's worth. I'm thinking about it now. But I'm with you that it's like the post hoc stuff where you're like, well, it's okay because this person did a little boys or they were a rapist or R. Kelly has a cult or or Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby, a whole bunch of bitches and shit like that. And he should have done that. It's like uh, I, I don't know. It's like. I think Bill Cosby might he might be the butt of some jokes when he passes. I think I think the thing about Bill Cosby is, and this is not a mean thing, but this I think it could be true. Unlike Kobe, I think if people make those Bill Cosby jokes, people are gonna accept them. Like, fuck it, we don't yeah. care. Yeah. Bill Cosby's gotten to the point where people don't care about Bill Cosby's well being. People don't care about how he's doing. Even if right now someone to come out and people say, you know what? We were wrong about Bill Cosby. All those stories were false allegations. If that would yeah. come out today, people still would not give a fuck because we have gone so far to our opinion on Bill Cosby yeah. is fuck you. It doesn't matter whether he was wrong or right at this point in time. Yeah. I'm too invested in hating Bill Cosby. I can't I can't turn around now. Cannot turn around now. We're just gonna keep going this way, you know? Like I I can I can see that. I can see people being like that. 
And it's always like when you're guilty of something, everybody knows it. But then when they come out and they're like, wait, 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 we were wrong. The evidence was wrong. We got DNA technology. We're letting the guy out. Everyone's like, I don't, I still don't want him living next to me because he raped them kids or yeah. whatever. Like, wait a minute, I'm fucking innocent. They said I'm innocent. You know what I mean? It's like people still, it's like they don't get the memo, you know? I feel like the the thing about the the celebrity deaths that sometimes attract like either the, the terrible jokes or like even sometimes celebration and even sometimes like the post hoc shit where it's like, oh, well, this person wasn't so good anyway, so it's all right that they're dead, which is basically the logic when you say, well, Kobe was a convicted summer. He had a settlement or whatever. He was a bad guy. So what you're saying is that it's all right that he died or like, I don't, I don't get the post hoc thing, but I think the reason why sometimes people come out like that is because like, it's the, I feel like it's sort of like the hater mentality. Like I am going to dog on someone because right now it feels like everybody is like loving on them for them passing and I don't want to be like, I don't want to feel like a follower. I don't want to feel like I'm just part of the crowd. So I'm going to stick out by going the other way. So I sometimes think that's what happens with folks. People are like, well, fuck him because of this, that, and the other. It's like how much we're, we're talking about Ari Shafir months later doing that, you know, tweeting what he tweeted. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, maybe if that's what he was looking for was attention, then it kind of worked. So I I think it's sometimes it's that too. It's like, I don't know, people, if, if if you're so successful and you're so wealthy, then people are like, well, fuck them. You know, fuck them for having a helicopter. I got to fucking take an, I'm driving an Uber. Like, I'm, I'm picking motherfuckers up in my Uber and they smell and they're drunk. And one of them just threw up in the back of my Uber. So fuck Kobe Bryant for having a helicopter. I don't know. I, I, sometimes I feel like it's that a little bit. It could be. It could be. People hate success, but they, they always want to be around success, which is a weird American thing I want to say. Yeah. Well, we will sit here and we'll praise people who are successful. Yeah. And listen to everything who's successful and celebrity chases, stuff like that. But at the same time, we're taught that people who are rich, we should hate. Yeah. Yeah. And we should like. Well, it's sort of like a weird balance of like wish fulfillment. Like you watch these these celebrity like reality TV shows, the real housewives and shit, and you watch it and it's part of it is like, uh, look at all this shit they got. Like, how are they fucking like. I haven't seen one of these women do a spot of work. It's not like they got a part-time job. Like none of these people work. They're rich off of what? Some dude that they fucked and married and they got a kid with and then divorced him a year later. And now he's cutting them a check every month or something like that. So part of you is looking at it like part of it is like I get to live voyeuristically because I don't get a mansion and I don't get to, I have to go to work like a dickhead and I don't get to drink all this uh, eat caviar and whatever these people get to do right around in a helicopter. So part of it is like I get to live vicariously. But then another part is like, well, I kind of wish that was my life because I'm watching these real housewives and they're all sleeping till noon and do whatever the fuck they want. And you know this lady's not pushing a mop around that floor. She's got somebody coming who does all the cleaning. Fuck it. She doesn't know how that dishwasher works. I'm up here chipping my nails, doing the fucking dishes. The shit's burning my hands. I'm scalded. The 
The dishes still smell like shit. They're piled up. I'm changing baby diapers and shit. And um, I think part of it is like, nah, fuck them. Fuck them for having all that money. So it's a weird balance, like you said, where we have this, like we're supposed to look to rich people for like how were they successful and how can I emulate their success and then how can I also maybe learn lessons that can help me be successful. But then on the other hand, you look at them long enough, it's like familiarity breeds contempt and you're just like, Fuck you and your nice suit. Fuck you for eating sushi for lunch every day. Fuck you for having a nice car. My shit's three different colors, and uh, the fucking hubcaps are falling off. Eat a dick for being for having shit that I don't have that I'd love to have. So I don't. It, it is a weird balance, right? Yeah, very much so. I think. I I I think that's what explains it because it's like ju- as much as people get broken up about the death of somebody that they never knew that they never met. For somebody to also celebrate the death of somebody that you never knew, that you never met, they never had an opportunity to wrong you in any way, is kind of weird to take such a personal, like a like a personal investment in somebody's demise that it's like it has to be that weird sort of like I'm jealous because they hate us because they ain't us, you know? Yeah. It's very weird, by the way. Very weird and creepy, honestly. It is weird and creepy. Yeah. I gotta think like if you were what if what if one like one of your family members died? Like if somebody's somebody's out there celebrating Kobe's death and talking shit, and it's like maybe next week their nana dies. It's their beloved yeah. nana. And if I came out and tweeted like fuck your nana, she was a rapist, fuck her anyway, fucking her ass. I'm glad she's dead. I, I think you'd be justifiably kind of upset with me because that was your fucking yeah. beloved nana, you know. I I don't know. Like I don't I think maybe you gotta keep in mind that these are people too. Yeah, and as in the Kobe situation, it wasn't just Kobe. <laughs> like, yeah. it was like a whole group group of people who yeah, died who wasn't Kobe who didn't do shit who didn't do shit to anybody. <laughs> like, yeah. that's been a little bit more fucked up to me. Like, uh, Kobe wasn't the only one there. There was a little there were multiple little girls that were yeah. were killed. There was a pilot who had a family. There were the parents. Yeah, like, fuck. Yeah, man, it was a it's a tragic thing. And I mean, like, I don't know. I'm. I'm going to say all that, but I'm also going to say, like, I love, like, an edgy joke that's, like, a little wrong, but I don't know. Like, I do, too. It's, there's a skill to that, to being able to balance it. But, like, not – you can't come off too mean, but you got to, like – you. It there has to be some edge to the joke, too, especially if you're going to – if the topic is going to be, like, a celebrity who recently passed away. You got to, like, really fine-tune that. There's a skill there that I have to respect and admire. Yeah, I think when it's done right, it is awesome. But it has to be done right. I, I Bill Burr on Saturday Night Live recently. He I was excellent. Check that out. Because you got to check it out. He was really good. I, I heard he was good. He touched on topics in a way that made them make sense. Well, you know, Bill Burr is a great comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and while they were offensive, they wasn't offensive in terms of like, oh, fuck him. It was more like, oh, yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's he does a good job of of like I, I feel like what you just can't. Like, you can't be too, like, mean. I think you can, like, you can say some shit that's real, and you can even say some shit that's offensive, but, like, if you just go after one person, like, fuck this person because of X, Y, and Z, it's not even really a joke. It's just, uh, you had beef. You said some bad yeah. things. Yeah. It's But so it's like it's, there's a skill to that, and I think some people do have it, and I think some people are able to do it a little bit, and some folks is like maybe stick to a different kind of joke you know yeah so uh please delvin um tell the fine listeners where they might be able to find your podcasts uh and where they can reach you 
Okay? You can find the Delvin Cox Experience anywhere you get podcasts. And if you want to talk about video games, you can check out my other podcast tomorrow, the PlayStation Experience. Mm. I'm a co-host on. That is on every podcast network you can think of. It's a very great podcast. It's one of the most diverse video game podcasts probably ever. It's hosted by two black guys and a trans woman. So that's that what's is up. As, as diverse as they, it can get. So check me out on those two podcasts. And also, you can check out the Devil. Check me out on Twitter at Devil underscore Cox. That's I'm always easy one. Kinda, I'm always funny there. So Yeah, dude, definitely. Uh, find Delvin on Twitter, 100%. Um, how, uh, how horned up are you for Cyberpunk 2077? Oh, I'm super excited. I, um, I, may, cause I may get it on Xbox Series X. Okay. Um, I, didn't, I didn't realize you were sort of a, you're like a both. You're a PlayStation and an yeah. Xbox guy. Okay. Yes, and I, I couldn't pre-order the PS5. But I did get to pre-order the Xbox Series X, so okay. I said I might get Cyberpunk on that. I definitely would if, like, if you've got a next-gen console, like, why, why buy that fucking thing for PS4 or Xbox One at this point when you could get it for the PS5 or the the Series X at this point? I mean, yeah, dude, I think I think that that game is going to be the tits. I'm looking forward to that as well. I'm pretty pretty excited yeah. about that shit. Ke- Keanu Reeves, I'm excited. Dude, I mean, Keanu can do no wrong. You want to talk about celebrity deaths that that fuck people up? You want to project some future celebrity death? I know one day Keanu is going to pass, and I hope it's no time soon. I hope it is no fucking time soon. But that's one that's going to fuck people up when Keanu yes, goes. Because people are going to reminisce what a, what a wonderful person he was. I want to give you this information that's going to make you smile. I let my son see Bill and Ted's movie. Okay. He loved it. What is it? Face the Music? Okay. Yeah, that's the new one. He loved it so much, he went back and watched the original two. Yes. Good man. And he already has seen The Matrix. Okay. And he already has seen John Wick, so now he's a big Keanu Reeves fan. Yeah, he's like, this Keanu dude is all right. He's got some weird hair, but hey, he seems like a good dude. Solid dude. Fuck yeah. yeah. He loved the Bill and Ted movie, so that's awesome. He even he even saw that they had a, he found out that they had a Bill and Ted cartoon show. Yeah. A while back. Now he wants to see that. Oh, he's gonna check out the cartoon show. I don't remember I don't remember if I like that one or not. I don't know if you remember this. Like in the nineties, this might be another podcast episode itself. Yeah. In the nineties, they had a lot of cartoon shows. Yeah, like Beetlejuice. Based off of, based, yeah, based off a of movie like Beetlejuice. Bill and Ted had one, Back to the Future had one. Little Shop of Kid Horrors. Play had one. one. Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Tales from the Crypt had a cartoon show. That's just so weird that they did that. It was weird because it was like, um, hey, if you're too young to enjoy this film, then we're going to make a cartoon version of it that's not quite the same, like Little Shop of Horrors. I was like, I've seen that movie, guys. The plant was fucking evil. It ate people, and it wanted to take over the fucking world and eat everybody. It's not a good yeah. guy. It's not the protagonist of a cartoon show that I want to watch. So I never I watched think that the show. Wildest- the wildest one I thought I saw was, well, two of them. RoboCop had a cartoon series. Oh. How the fuck did you do that? That's and wild. Rambo had a cartoon series. I like that when they take, like, the really hard R shit. Like, we got this movie. Guy gets his nuts shot off in RoboCop. Uh, the dude gets blown apart in the beginning. I mean, there's no, I mean, RoboCop, the original cut was rated X for violence. Yeah. That doesn't happen, or that didn't happen. That was insane to get to have a movie that was so violently gory where somebody's getting like shot apart 
blow his hand off and they're like fo I mean like the cameras showing you the guy getting blown apart that they actually the initial cut was X they had to cut some of the violence down to get an R rating on that movie originally that was insane to me I wonder if you can find that uncensored version of RoboCop. I'm yeah, I kind of want to see that. I believe it's out. I think Criterion put it out. They got a out of print uh, RoboCop, RoboCop Criterion uh, collection release that came out. I don't know, late '90s. They put that DVD out, and I'm pretty sure that it contains the unedited version. And so the scene where they're killing the guy, uh, whatever his name is, at the beginning, Murphy. Yeah, Murphy. The scene where they kill Murphy is longer, and it has like more shots of like parts of his body going off but i mean that's a that's a great movie uh because the, the the dude comes in to kill the other like with the the dude's doing all the, the coke or whatever and the clarence guy with a oh, he's like the only bald criminals like a middle-aged white dude like he looks like he should be yes. an accountant but he's like some fucking arch criminal he comes in and he's he comes to kill that dude and he's like bitches leave that's one of my favorite lines of that whole movie because he's doing coke with those like hookers or whatever and then you know he's hot shit and the dude just walks in. He's like, "Bitches, leave!" And they they just scared shitless. And they go running out of there. I just fucking love that part of that movie. We we need to do this again, my friend, because uh, it's clear that we have a fuck ton to talk about. Obviously, yes, very much so. Obviously, <laughs> so uh, quick, couple quick shout outs from me. I want to say what's up to my fellow Inner Circle podcast. As you guys already know, shit happens when you party naked. Is an Inner Circle podcast production, and we got other. Fantastic podcasts are part of that crew. The Hood Diner, Failing Hollywood, The Plunge, Simmons, and more. Last but certainly not least, hashtag no offense show. We do some awesome shows, guys. Check us out, innercirclepn.com, innercirclepn.com. You can find us there. We've got an Inner Circle Presents RSS feed as well, so we post all sort of episodes of shit like Creatures of the Night. we got to have you on Creatures of the Night at some point, Delvin. you got to come talk to Down us. Down for about- that fucking weird crazy shit on creatures of the night because um we we get lit we as you know we came on that episode of your show all three of us and i just felt so bad but then yeah. listening back to it was one of the, <laughs> it was one of the funniest Straight things i ever heard I, I i loved it it was one of the funniest yeah, awesome. yeah so everybody please uh check out innercirclepn.com check out the inner circle presents check out delvin underscore cox check out the delvin uh delvin cox experience Check out uh, the PlayStation experience. Yes. Please, everybody. I didn't do that, by the way. I didn't name the PlayStation experience at all. I just it thought just, every one of your podcasts was just the, the blank experience. I thought it was just an experience. Yeah. Every every experience with you is an experience. Yes. Fucking fantastic. Thank you, dumb assholes, for listening. Tweet me if you are looking forward to a celebrity dying. I want to hear all about how uh, <laughs> I want to hear all about how you still have your grandpa's KKK robes. Tell me about that. Try to justify that to me. Also, tell me about how your your dad has all the uh, World War II memorabilia in his uh, fucking basement or whatever, and it's all like swastikas and shit. Please uh, tell me all about that shit. In the meantime, motherfuckers, we will see you guys. Low voice. I was in the crib when my balls dropped. Earthquake when they hit, bro, they split rocks. Now my girl's hotter than that summer asphalt. If she turn me down, God knows that it's her loss. Baby, what's your number? Baby, what's your name? Jason Lampro, we love you. Mixed Media Forest, Rama One Half Podcast. Go check them out, motherfuckers.
Yeah, good times. Good times. Yeah, definitely.